Listener supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. It's time for our moment of faith with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Hi, Doug. Hi, Gary. Good to talk to you today. Looks like we're, we're both stuck at home today because of uh, what I call snowmageddon. Snowmageddon, yeah. <laughs> sure are. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's well, been I a. It has happened. Yeah, once in a while. So what's on your mind to talk about today? Well, today, I'm just remembering that great chapter we read in uh, church on Sunday, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. So I tried to find a hymn that was connected to that, and I found one written by Charles Wesley called Love Divine, All Love's Excelling. So let me talk about the chapter and talk about uh, the song, okay? Okay. All right. So uh, let me just read for you a few of those verses from 1 Corinthians 13, but you'll recognize them the second I read them. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Now, if, if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I gave away all that I have, and I have to deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. It is not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. So as I said, I was just trying to find a hymn that, that put this chapter into song. Because a lot of times, as we've been mentioning the last couple of weeks especially, um, people sit down and they take scripture and they put it into what we now know as a hymn. So that it's easier for us to remember or, or that we can use it in church. So at any rate... I have one for you. This is, as I said, Love Divine, All Love's Excelling, written by Charles Wesley. And here's how it goes. Love divine, all love's excelling, joy of heaven to earth come down. Fix in us thy humble dwelling, all thy faithful mercies crown. Jesus, thou art all compassion, pure unbounded love thou art. Visit us with thy salvation, enter every trembling heart. And of course, as I usually do with you, there's a story behind the song. Here's one uh, about Charles Wesley and um, the connection to the song. You might wonder if Charles Wesley, as an author of 6,000 hymns, ever got out of his study. In fact, most of his life, he was a traveling preacher, traveling on horseback. In his pocket, he carried little cards on which he scribbled hymns in shorthand as he rode. As soon as he reached the inn, he would rush in and ask for a pen and ink and write down the hymns that he had composed. But even that makes it sound easier than it was. Once, when a horse threw him, he wrote in his journal, My companion thought I had broken my neck, but my leg was only bruised, my hand sprained, and my head stunned, which spoiled my making hymns until the next day. <laughs> that's, that's pretty fast yes. recovery. <laughs> yeah, this is, sure is. Yeah, so um, apparently he didn't have all the uh, hospitals and doctors we have nowadays, because that would have that would have taken a long time for us. Yeah. <laughs> 
although Charles Wesley had been a classical scholar at Oxford for a few of his hymns, um, never revealed any sort of allusions to classics, for instance. However, this one follows the meter of John Dryden's King Arthur, which I guess was a song in those days referring to Camelot. Fairest of all isles, the lyrics go, exceeding seats of pleasure and of love. King Arthur may have dreamed of Camelot, but Charles Wesley rode horseback from village to village, and his thoughts were always on Jesus, the divine love and joy of heaven. Wesley continues in his song, Breathe, O oh, breathe thy loving spirit into every troubled breast. Let us all in thee inherit. Let us find thy promised rest. Take away the love of sinning. Alpha and Omega be. End of faith as its beginning. Set our hearts at liberty. Well, when Jesus teaches us how to live with his priorities, it's not at all like anything that we may desire without him. In fact, it's sometimes the exact opposite of what we would desire without him. In his book written in the 1960s titled Your God is Too Small, Bible translator J.B. Phillips explains why he translated Jesus' Beatitudes in this way. Happy are those who realize their spiritual poverty, for they have already entered the kingdom of reality. Phillips writes, what sort of people does God intend men to be? To this question, Christ gave an explicit answer, which, if taken seriously, is a real shock to the mind. He gave a complete reversal of conventional values and ambitions, though many people miss his undoubted fact because of these poetic forms in archaic language, which are now called the Beatitudes. This revolutionary character becomes apparent at once, however, if we substitute the word happy for the word blessed. It is quite apparent that Christ is setting up ideals of different quality from those commonly accepted. He is outlining a sort of human characters characteristics that may fairly be said to be cooperating with the purpose of life, and he is by implication exposing the conventional mode of living as a part of a heart based on self love and leads to all kinds of unhappiness. I've been doing a little bit of devotional writing um, for uh, the daily emails I send out for about a month from now, and I'm going through uh, the book of Ecclesiastes. To everything, there was a season and a time for every purpose under heaven, right. which I always thought was just a popular song. I had no idea it came from the Bible until much later. Yeah. But that's from Ecclesiastes. Right. Solomon wrote that book when he was an old man. He learned some important lessons about what love and life were really all about. The contrast to what we normally know as happiness is what First uh, Corinthians calls, among other places, love. And that's what we're talking about, love that never ends. And that's something for us to think about and pray about as we go from day to day. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? Yeah, let's do that. Lord, help us not to think so much about what we get out of love as what we do when we put when we put something into it. Help us to follow Jesus' teaching and so learn how love never ends. For we pray in the name of Jesus, 
who has taught us how to live and to share your kingdom with others. Amen. Amen. And you know, that song that came from Scripture was recorded by so many pop singers. It Wasn't it called Turn, Turn, Turn? Turn, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, that was Pete Seeger. Right. And, and, and I, <laughs> you know, I, as I said, I had no idea it came from the Bible. But it did. It's so, pretty much word for word, almost too. <laughs> yes, it is. With, with one little, uh, with one little tw- twist at the end of it, right. and you could tell it was written during the Vietnam era. Yeah, uh, the little twist was time for peace. And I say it's not too late. So anyway, um, next week we're going to come upon uh, two sets of lyrics for basically the same hymn. Uh, the the lyrics are "Hark the voice of Jesus crying," or Hark the voice of Jesus calling. And they're one hymn after the other in our hymnal, but uh, there are different verses after the first verse in the two different hymns. And we'll explain how we can have two different versions of the same hymn that was originally written in English. <laughs> so that's going to be our challenge for next week. It sounds interesting. I yes. look forward to it. Thanks for being on the program, Doug. You're welcome. We are The Messenger, KFUO. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash KFUO radio.